Welcome to Poor Sports, episode 141.4. Which Nick- is Nick Foles' passer rating. Yes, what a what a fun... First of all, I'm Mike Sella. There he is. <laughs> I barely know who I am right now. And uh, um, I'm Mike Patton. And uh, we're here. It's a jubilant day um, for some of us. Mike is very excited. I had no horses in this race. No, but you hit all your bets, and I that's hit, important. I hit all my bets in the Eagles... Vikings game. I did not hit all my bets in the Patriots game. You made money. Uh, I, I made love. You made love to yeah. the to the to the victory that the Eagles fly. Eagles fly. So we're we just watched. Tank. It's uh, it's Sunday night in my living room, and it's still intact, which means the Eagles won. The Eagles did win. Uh, a convincing victory, thirty-eight to seven, and it was a basically a dominating performance on all sides of the ball. I was terrified of this game. Um, the Vikings, a great opponent. They are. They were the number one defense in the league as far as DVOA was yes, concerned. Yes, they were. We checked at but one point in the game. I think after this matchup, it's probably going to swing in favor of the Eagles. Yeah. Number one defense overall. But really, it was uh, after that opening drive, everyone texted me the F word that I know. <laughs> that was an Eagles fan. <laughs> um, the Vikings come right down the field right away. Um, an easy drive. McKinnon. And Murray, both getting easy yards. Keenan making big throws, a couple third downs. And it was weird because the Vikings were going to a running game. They were dominating on the run early in the game, which they're not. that's not their offense. No, the Eagles did have decidedly the number one run defense in the league. Yes. And it was kind of an oh crap moment. Najee Good, who is essentially the fourth string linebacker after Hicks and Joe Walker and LRB have gone out, was just torched. Looked like confused in coverage. They're arguing on the sidelines. You're thinking if the Eagles were to win, it would be a dominant defensive performance that would get them there. And we're all, like, uh, pretty scared. Yeah, at that point, it, I, I thought the game was going to be exactly what we had talked about. I thought it was going to be kind of more of a shootout where the defenses were going to kind of kind of cancel each other out, and we were going to end with, like, a 24-21 game where it, it felt more – Drives were going and then stalling around like the forty-five or forty, like forty of the other the other team's field, like the side of the field, and then we were just going to see a, a way more back and forth. But then we got that that interception. Yeah. Well, first yeah. off, the Eagles on their first drive, um, Foles goes deep to Tory Smith, puts it right in the bread basket, yeah. so to speak. Um, Smith doesn't catch it, and I'm immediately like, I, I want him off the team. Um, that's what he does, but, uh, he's streaky. He's a burner and he catches some, he caught one later and he caught an amazing touchdown pass. Uh, great throw and catch later in the game. Yeah. Some great catches later in the game by Torrey Smith, man. Some like drive, like drive sustaining catches, just huge plays that he was able to make. Yeah. So, and on that drive again, um, a big third down and Foles makes a pretty great throw to Trey Burton, who I think that was the first bad play he's made all year. I don't think he's made a mistake all year having watched all the games. Um, he has no drops on the season, uh, and he just kind of jumped and didn't get his feet in bounds. So there was one first down, and then they punted, and it was an even bigger oh crap moment. Yeah, because at that point, and I'm listening to the game, so I, I left. I was at a brewery watching the Jags game earlier, and I was driving back to, to come to Mike's house, and I'm listening to the game, and at that point I'm like, Vikings are about to take a two-score lead. This is going to be catch-up. You don't want Nick yeah. Foles in this situation. You do if you're the Vikings. This is the exact situation you want is Nick Foles having to beat you while he's down, having to make decisions that he wouldn't normally make, their offense having to change, they're having to go away from Ajayi, they're having to go away from fucking LeGarrette Blaine, Corey Clement. That's what you don't want. Right. But as soon Eagles. as that draft happened, it was, yeah, Vikings quick touchdown, Eagles quick punt after one first down. Yeah. And it was the only, like, silver lining at that point was, like, Foles looked pretty good. Yeah, he Foles was, didn't look horrible. He made throws. It was the receivers that let him down. Yeah. So I don't anticipate the Eagles receivers have been pretty great all year. Um, it'll just be, I guess, on the defense if we can get back in this game. And immediately, Vikings next possession, uh, Eagles get a beautiful pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, 50-yard touchdown return. Patrick Robinson, who I feel like has been our best cornerback all year, he's been the nickel corner, um, gets the pick. Ronald Darby, the other corner, throws a... Nice block, reverses field and scores, and uh, that was uh, that was what got us back in the game. And that was the turning point because after that point, the, the Toyota, Vikings yeah. the Vikings offense looked way different. Their defense wasn't able to stop Nick Foles because we switched. Now it's a seven seven ball game. Mm-hmm. Vikings get the ball back. I believe they were forced into an early punt, a quick punt on that drive. Right, and then the Eagles came back and I believe they scored. They in, did on that next drive. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
all the way down the field. They were hitting slants to Alshon. Um, Zach Ertz had a couple of completions. Ajayi got two first downs on the ground. Yeah. And then it was LeGarrette Blunt with a big boy run just bowled over uh, Sandejo. And yeah. it was 14-7 then on the Vikings next drive. They take it all the way down to around the 25-yard line on the Eagles side of the field. And Derek Barnett comes up with the huge strip sack. Chris Long recovers the ball. And Chris Long had one of the best all-around games for the Eagles today. Uh, it was Chris Long's pressure that led to the first interception that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Long recovered the fumble. Later had a big sack. Uh, he was all over the field. It was it was fun to see him with his dad, Howie Long. Yeah, um, which ha- who added a fucking adorable, endearing moment at the end of the game holding his grandkid. That was I've never <laughs> thought. I was like watching that. I was like, I fucking really like Howie Long. Yeah, right it's, now. Like, it's hard to hate him. Um, uh, Chris Long, he won't be the man of the year because J.J. Watt donated $10 million to uh, Hurricane Harvey Relief. But uh, yeah. Chris Long donated his entire salary to... Um, hurricane victims this year. Yeah, which and is cool, man. Like, was one of the leading, uh, I guess, allies in the uh, racial protests. And yeah, the, he was very supportive of Black Lives Matter. Of yeah, the, the 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 kneeling stance. Um, what? So there was there was a couple of huge plays at the end of the first half that were <laughs> weird for me. The the failure of the Vikings to close out the first half with the ball. And which led to a field goal at the very end of the game. They couldn't uh, the stop. Half. They couldn't yeah. stop. Oh, sorry, the very end of the first half. They couldn't stop the the Eagles. Yet they couldn't sustain a drive for two minutes. It was under two minutes. I think it was like one minute and fifty seconds. They couldn't sustain a drive to close out the first half and get in field goal range, or even just punt it to a point where where hey, this is going to be a hard drive. They gave up a field goal, which brought it to twenty four to seven at halftime. Yeah. So and, before the field goal, yeah. even. Um, it was uh, another amazing play by Nick Foles where you're like, wow, he's really playing well, where two Vikings got their hand in on Foles. We both were like, this is this should have been a fumble. It looked like we were going to fumble it. Foles pulled basically a Carson Wentz. And yeah, you said Carson. They said that was a Carson Wentz play. It was. Yeah. He shimmied out of pressure through a night, even almost better than a Carson Wentz play in some ways because his deep ball, Foles has always had a great deep he ball. He does. have. A, he, he can let it loose, yeah. man. Put it on the money to Alshon. Uh, one of two touchdown passes caught by Alshon uh, to go up 21-7. And then from that point, really, a two-touchdown lead is exactly where the Eagles defense wants to be. Yeah. And the biggest mismatch from that point of the game on was the Eagles defensive line against the Vikings offensive line. Yeah, and the Vikings offensive line wasn't able to stop pressure. It, I don't think the sack, the sack line is going to look way big in the favor, but when you go deeper and you look at pressures and the times he was flushed out of the pocket and the times he was hit as he got the ball or he had to survive a hit yeah, to get the ball Keenum. away. We saw it last week where Keenum yeah. was his QBR was 115 without pressure and 5. Yeah. Or some, some I saw a 2.8, but I probably I, QBR and QB yeah. rating or or, or the yeah. other stat they're like confused. It was it was under 10. Let's say we can Single agree digits. it was under 10 yeah. that that he when he got pressure and they got to him, the offensive line wasn't able to keep him clean. And and it showed, and he was having to force, like, I mean, late in the game, it was like, I want to say late in the third, but there was that play, he had to keep it alive, and he, he over he overthrew Zach Randolph, or Rudolph? <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, Zach Randolph. <laughs> Zach Randolph, Zach Randolph. Power Randolph. for the Kings. Yeah, I was right. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, he overthrew him because he had, to, he had to get out of two sacks. Yeah, and he was still, Keenum was pretty elusive. He could have been yeah. sacked more often today. If he was like a Big Ben or even not a Blake Bortles, but if he was like a Big Ben, he gets sacked seven or eight times. Yeah, based he, off the pressure they got. To him. Yeah, he did his best, but he's really uh, he needs time to survey the field. You know, Diggs and Thielen, Thielen were open at times. Um, they came up big in, in key moments, but they just couldn't put it together and punch it in. No, one key moment in the second half after the Eagles was they get them going for for the touchdown. Well, the Eagles opened the. The second half with another touchdown drive. Yeah, and now it's thirty-one-seven. That's yeah, it's uh, yes, and uh, the Vikings have it back down in the Eagles' territory. They get it all the way down to the eight, and I guess it's pretty irrelevant in the end. But as an Eagles fan, it's fourth and eight, fourth and goal to go from the eight, and yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, I hope they go for it. Um, at that point, a field goal, you're going to need a field goal at some point to tie the game. Get the points. You got to get the points. Get the points and um, the drought. You haven't scored. They're now they've gone for what thirty one str- unanswered points, end the drought. Yeah, and I Get understand from Leslie or 
<laughs> what's the Zimmer? Mike, I almost called him Leslie Leslie Frazier. Leslie Mike Frazier. Zimmer's perspective, like you know, you can't stop their offense, and you, you haven't gotten in the red zone all game. We need to come away with this with from this with seven, but, uh, but it didn't matter in the end. You respect him for going for it. Um, probably wasn't the best decision strategically. No, not a great play call. But Thielen had a shot. He tipped it up to himself. Almost had a miracle catch for Almost. a second. It looked like uh, for a second, and then and I was saying that there was the first couple angles they showed. You couldn't. It wasn't incontrovertible that he the ball didn't bounce off his arm mm-hmm. from the first two angles. Mike was very, as an Eagles fan, he was very <laughs> much like, nope, not a catch. Also, I clear, I'll be the first to to say my team screwed on something, but uh, I thought I clearly saw it hit the ground from I one angle. I didn't see it from the first two um, angles, and then when they showed the third angle, you could see it hit the ground. Mike Pereira, that fucking half a moron, dropped on, and he was like, "Yeah, no, this is this is as obvious as it was." And they called it incomplete pass. Eagles take over on the eight. Now they're up twenty-four. Best shot the Vikings have had. Best drive they've had in three quarters is over. Gone, and really, with no points, their will from that point on was pretty shot. You could the, tell the, the Eagles got over. the yards on the ground they needed. Uh, they kept the Vikings from threatening. Another uh, pick at the end of the game by Corey Brown. Another sweet dime. From Foles to Torrey Smith, who yeah. this time came down with it beautifully, yeah. uh, right at the pylon, and uh, yeah, now now uh, we just have to stress and relive 2004 all over again. Yeah, it's Eagles. Twenty four twenty one. That was the end of that, that game. That was the score. Twenty four twenty one. But this uh, time, you don't have Terrell Owens. We don't have To. Uh, they still have Tom Brady, but they do not have uh, the ability to steal signs. That is true. They do not practice. We are very confident that they do not have the ability to steal signs. And that was before they lost the first rounder from Eric Mangini and Spygate. <laughs> um, that was literally after Super Bowl. Uh, I forget the name. Thirty nine. Uh, the number. They've been involved in two of the biggest gate stories in NFL history. Yeah, whatever. Pick your poison for the whatever form they're cheating in. They have yeah, they have arsenic. They have, uh, <laughs> they have yeah. all kinds of cheatings, but in that one, after the game, look, it's over a decade ago, and it's have I let it go? Team, no, man. of course I haven't let it go. But no, you shouldn't. It's over. You shouldn't let it go. Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Westbrook, all, a lot of the Eagles players were like, "Hey, it was crazy how in the first half they they went in the half with the lead." Yeah, the Eagles did that Super Bowl, and in the first half, um, everything was working pretty well, and then the second half, it was like every time we were in we're in a, uh, the, we blitzed, they ran a screen. Every time we dropped back, like they ran, they knew exactly what was yeah. coming. And and I don't care how good you are at play calling, you're not that good at play calling. Yeah, no yeah. one's that good. Um, Brian Dawkins was there on the sideline tonight. He can, be docs. He, he can confirm. Um, but yeah, so it's exciting. This it's been a season of uh, exceeding expectations for Eagles fans. We didn't expect to be this good from the start of the season. Um, the leap that Carson Wentz made was the biggest factor for that, and I would say Doug Peterson as well as a coach. Um, as Mike Lombardi fully vouched today, we got we got confirmation from Mike Lombardi that Doug yeah. Peterson is a good head coach. Our uh, sponsor segment, Opinion Hated Media, uh, <laughs> Most Hated Opinion of the Week from three weeks ago, was uh, <laughs> calling out Mike Lombardi for trashing Doug Peterson at the beginning of the year, saying he was the worst football coach in NFL history. Yeah, said. which is a bold statement. Tom Cable was a fucking head coach. Art Shell was a head coach. Jack Del Rio is consistently a head coach. How are you the fuck saying Doug Peterson is the worst coach when he yeah. makes to the playoffs? He was totally trumping it up in the media, getting some attention for like his super hot takes. But today he tweeted an apology. He admitted that Doug, Doug Peterson won him over. Um, yeah. He specifically said... Maybe it was just once that was great all year, but now seeing him coach up Foles, yeah, that that has really won him over. And he last week he he caved. Uh, Lombardi Lombardi caved yeah. last week. He said, "I don't think he's a bad coach because you, if you win a playoff game, you're not a bad coach." Right. He at least walked that back. But now he's a good coach. He should be the coach of the year, and you can literally see him embody uh, Nick Foles. Like he calls the game plan. He, Doug Peterson was a career backup quarterback. Yeah, uh, he understands what it's like to be in Nick Foles' position, and he called an amazing game plan um, from just like short screens and outs at the right times, um, easy play calls where third and shorts where everybody expected the Eagles to run, and putting the ball in Nick Foles' hands and trusting him to make uh, simple throws to letting him air it out. At different times the, later and, in the game. And I thought the times he let him air, air it out, so much better from Nick Foles. Yeah. The times he aired it out, I'm like, this is that's good. 
That you was wonder a great now, ball. He put it in. They talked about it during the broadcast. They were like, he put it in the one spot that it needed to be yeah, multiple times. I feel like that was said several times in the broadcast from Troy Aikman, of all people. Yeah. And he's he just, just trying to keep up with Tony Romo. The thing for watching the Eagles this year, um, whether you're a fan or not, is like, what Nick Foles are you going to get since Carson Wentz has gone down? And you just have to wonder, five weeks of action helps. Mm. Two weeks of practicing with the first team yeah. helps. And now just like this recurring confidence, this it's going to build. And we'll see if Bill Belichick can Jedi mind fuck him or not. Yeah, like, and uh, as we said last week, he didn't do anything last week. To he They weren't worse off because he was on the field last week than an alternative who wasn't Carson Wentz. Right, right, yeah. Th- okay. Then a backup. If Carson Wentz yeah. was in there, it's an entirely different game. But he didn't do anything to lose them that no, game. He was a perfectly replacement-level quarterback and that against the Falcons. is why he plays this way today. Because he now has that confidence of, okay, well, that's a foundation to build on. Yeah, And, and Philly, as he knows, because he's been the yeah. Eagle before, he's played a, a playoff game here. Philly's such a tough place to play, the weight of the expectations. God, dude, there's um, a video of them th- fucking throwing full unopened beers at Vikings fans as they walk into the stadium to watch the game. Like, that's <laughs> on the internet. You can watch that shit. I didn't see that. I, I was watching it while we were watching the game. Like and my friend retweeted it, and they're literally throwing unopened beers. And the Vikings fans, some of the Vikings fans are catching them in the air and just drinking them. But a bunch of them like are hitting these Vikings fans as they wow. walk, and like people are like, "Oh That's shit!" That's more catches than the Vikings got probably today. Not more than Stephon uh, Diggs got. I as, don't uh, as my money will. I don't will condone vouch. that behavior from Eagles fans, but I will throw that video in my Pornhub queue later. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely I got slightly erect um, watching this video the vikings a great season great, great season, season man unexpected season same thing that the, the viking the eagles are in man case sam yeah. bradford is is in he gets hurt in week one he's only in because terry ted Brid, Pred, sorry teddy bridgewater got hurt case keenum comes in and all of a sudden case keenum leads this fucking incredible passing offense he mm. he has a connection with rudolph he has a connection with Diggs. he has a connection with Thielen. they lose dalvin cook mckinnon and murray can combine for that. Mm-hmm. There, McKinnon had 11 catches for 90 yards today. So now Vikings have three quarterbacks that are free agents. We'll see if Case Keenum goes with Pat Shermer to As the Giants. Pat Shermer has already alluded that he's going to do. But I don't know if um, Case would want to, because Eli has been guaranteed by ownership. Who One more year. Had to issue a massive apology, and it's basically yeah. hey, we're really sorry. We, right now. We're really yeah. sorry we fucked your streak up. I don't uh, see Case Keenum going anywhere to be a backup. I feel like he's too good for that now. There's too many teams that need quarterbacks. But what team takes him? Cleveland, Arizona, all of the above. Uh, Arizona, but I keep hearing Arizona tied with Alex Smith, and that idea, the then idea Kansas of City. the I idea mean, of game, but Mahomes, maybe the idea of a game manager going to Arizona and I, playing with you a have to say Larry that Fitzgerald. Keenum played better than a game manager this year. He had a Keenum all, played better than game yeah. manager for sure. I will give you that. I but feel like Alex he's Smith throwing check down to Larry Fitzgerald twenty times a game is really ideal. To well, me. I'll make a poor sports bet with you right now that Keenum is a starting quarterback week one next year. Somewhere. I'm not going to make that bet because I don't know who's. I'm not looking at it until after the draft, so I won't be able to make that prediction. Yeah, the rookies are going to. I don't know that this draft class is so strong that there's a couple of bona fide Allen Rosen. Darnold, uh, Baker Mayfield. What's his name from Clemson? There's quarterbacks. Are they? There's, draft them and play them quarterbacks. There's, project, there's projected six first-round quarterbacks taken. Right, taken, but are, there's a, there was a lot taken At this At the year very too. least, you have to assume whoever the Browns take is going to start. Hopefully. You have <laughs> to assume. You have to assume. <laughs> Let's just hope bad. the Browns figure that part out this um, year. I think, yeah. 0-16 is pretty sad, but we're not here to talk about losing We're not here to talk week. about losing teams. We're here to talk about winning teams. Uh, and shout-out to winning teams as uh, Jahan, who's in the booth in the sky. Oh, yeah. He's not with us today. And but, thank uh, you to a uh, special shout-out to Barley and Me Podcast and Ben Rice for providing the equipment for today. Yeah, we really appreciate being it. Being our sponsors and function. Yeah. Shout-out, Barley and Me. I was at a – yeah, I got I got buzzed this morning. Um, So, good game for the Eagles. Everything you needed it to be. Everything you wanted out of this game. And we now know who they're playing because that game was actually earlier in the day. Jags faced off in New England. Jags were an eight-point dog. After the weird line adjustments that happened because Tom Brady apparently ripped his thumb off and then sewed it back on with dark magic. Um, (laughs) So start us off. That game, Jags defer a kickoff, and they hold the Eagles – or sorry, hold the Patriots to a field goal. Patriots get a field goal. Jaguars come back and score a touchdown. Yes. And then another touchdown, and it's 14-3. 
and it's the game plan. It's it's the game script that everyone who picked the Jaguars to upset the Patriots this week wanted. It's that defense getting to pin their ears back and rush mm-hmm. Tom Brady, get in his face. Three sacks. Um, it's that offense getting to play a more ball control style, yep. and they did. They Fournette had over thirty carries. Um, and but here's the big kicker: Blake Bortles, sixteen for his first twenty. Yeah, fifteen for his first seventeen. Fucking insane. And dude. From that point on, insane. He was uh, five for his next eleven. Yeah. Or four for his four for his next eleven. Once he was sixteen for twenty, he went four for his next eleven. Five because he ended up twenty for thirty-one, I think. But who cares? The yeah. point being that uh, yeah, no, sixteen to sixteen to twenty is four. Well, he started fifteen for seventeen. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm saying after sixteen and twenty, he went four and eleven. Right, he ended at twenty. Good radio. This is why you guys. Yeah, this in. is how we numbers work. Uh. <laughs> uh, but Blake Bortles, unexpected. He looked good in this yeah. game. He like we were saying good. though, like you you have to expect Brady and Belichick to come out of halftime with adjustments. Yes, I really hated when going into halftime with fifty five seconds left in the second quarter and three timeouts. The Jaguars sat on it. They kneeled it out, and I understand playing conservatively. But that's the time. It's the Patriots. I don't know if you, as a Jaguars team, watched the Super Bowl last year, uh, but it was 28-3, to and the Patriots yeah. came back. Uh, and, and Blake Bortles, your quarterback, is playing well. He's hitting some deep passes. Yeah. He's connecting with the guys out of the backfield. Bl- uh, uh, Leonard Fournette is catching out of the backfield. T.J. Yielding is catching out of the backfield. He's making these throws. Now, I'm not saying they would have come out of that drive with points, but I would have liked to see the spirit of we're trying for it. And even previous to that yes. on the drive, uh, a couple of tough – well, I'll say one. Well, let's talk about the biggest play that happened before the end of the second half is on that last Patriots drive, uh, Gronk gets hit with a helmet-to-helmet. Yeah. Definitely a penalty, just an unfortunate play. I don't think it was dirty. Gronk out for the game with a concussion. You hate to see that. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. And it's not dynamic, like – I like, I actually, you know, I do credit the Patriots. It's hard to say, make those words come out. But for not throwing Gronk back out there like the Panthers did with Cam Newton. Yeah, or um, what we saw with Tom Savage with, with oh, the, the, that was the, worst of the Texans year. earlier this year. It, and I think I think they didn't do it because they knew they had the game. And at that point at halftime, it's 14-10. You'd 14-10. like to think they did the right thing regardless. But uh, I feel like I the Patriots also were confident that they could pull it out. But it was, it was tough, and they come out of that drive with a field goal. And leading to the Jaguars drive we just talked about where the kneel down. So it's 14-10, and I guess you're thinking that's a good enough lead to not try to tack on a field goal. It's not yeah. like the Patriots defense you're, is you're killing already you. covering the spread. The, the 22nd-ranked defense, go for another go, 55 second three timeouts, try for the points. But you don't have a touchdown lead. And if, at the very least, even if you don't get a field goal, this, you said it earlier, the spirit, you're showing your team you're willing to go for this game. Yeah. That you're not trying to hold on to a win, which is what a lot of people thought last week when they beat the Steelers, that it felt like they were trying to hold on to a win while the Steelers were going for it. This is showing your team, hey, this guy can come back from 25 yeah. points in the biggest game of the year. We have a four-point lead. Let's go for it. We have the ball at the beginning yeah. of the next half. You know what playing not to lose gets you in football. Yeah. And so the second half, though. They uh, start out with a field goal. And it's 17-10. Mm-hmm. That's the first drive ends with a field goal. A n- Lambo was a beast. He had yeah. two beautiful <laughs> field goals right down the middle. It was like perfect placement. He had a 53-yarder and a 48-yarder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're up 20-10 to 10 20, at some point going into the uh, fourth quarter. They still have that 20-10 to 10 lead. And, y- you know, you still feel like Brady's coming back. But he's leading a drive. They run this crazy – when the Patriots are pulling out trick plays, then you start to worry – um, they run this like sort of option pitch and then another reverse Yeah, God. throws it all the way back across field. And I think it was, it cooks, whoever it was, the receiver catches it on the total opposite sideline. And then miles Jack just literally takes the ball from him like, like a child. Yeah. It was incredible. And, uh, at that point now, Jaguars have a 10 point lead and the ball. Just can't do anything. Uh, Amand- it was Amendola. Amendola. Yeah. They just can't he do anything. He took it from him, dude. It was. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Former Eagle, Danny Amendola, <laughs> lost the ball. A couple of former Eagles now on the uh, Patriots that will match up next week. You got Deion Lewis. Yeah. One's cut. Uh, Danny Amendola, one's cut. And, um, but on the flip side, you got LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, there's okay. one more for the Patriots. Who am I forgetting? James Harrison? <laughs> no. But James Harrison, of course, as we all knew when he fu- signed with the Patriots, 
had a big fourth quarter sack. Um, just incredible that that yeah is what's happening. So right now it's twenty to seven. Or sorry, it's it's twenty twenty to ten. Patriots the the Jags can't score off that turnover. They punt and the Patriots storm right and down the field. And the Patriots field. just I mean Tom Brady gets sacked a couple of times, but it ends with him. Oh fighting yeah, Amendola. best throw of the game. Yeah, third and eighteen over the middle of Chris Hogan, and that was just where you're just like, Amendola. damn, Amendola. Those white yeah. guys, whatever. they're all the same. I thought I really thought it, it was, was Adam Thielen. That's who it was. It was Adam <laughs> Thielen, and it was also Danny Woodhead. It was uh, Mike Quick from back in the day. <laughs> uh, so he finds Dan- Amendola across the middle. But that throw was just like, you're like, damn, Brady. He's 40, his hands yeah. hurt, and he just – that was such an MVP throw. Um, um, and he actually pretty much just rode Danny Amendola this entire drive, dude. Like it, like three big catches to Amendola, including the touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 20-17. to 17. And, and I don't think there's, there's a doubt in my mind that the Patriots are going to win at that point. No, and there's eight minutes left. There's a li- there's a under, little under nine minutes. There's eight minutes and 44 seconds left in the clock. And it's 20-17. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if the Jags have enough to hold them off. And and as we know, they didn't. But w- what we see is we see a couple of drives where, where some punts. Jags can't do anything. They have to punt it away. New England then punts and then back to Jacksonville and back and forth until eventually – it ends up with New England, who is able to go and score a touchdown. Yeah, Amendola with a nice yeah. double tap in the back of the end zone. Brady with a great bullet yeah. throw. That was the type of um, catch where, when you you know all the rules about catches in, in the league now, but that was you see that and you're like, well, fuck, man, if he can do it, right? Like, and that game really was like at the end. It was like, wow, we were actually in the bad place the whole time yeah. because that is exactly how the demons would have created. Uh, if they could create a game for Jaguars fans or just football fans in general, all of whom are exhausted of seeing the Patriots in the yeah, Super Bowl, dude. and now and we have a friend, a mutual friend of ours that actually that actually put this out on Facebook and Twitter. It's she didn't care who won the NFC Championship game because in two weeks we all will be either a Vikings or an Eagles fan, and that's the popular vote right now. Yeah. I hope the Electoral College doesn't win next week <laughs> and the Patriots win anyway, uh, but everyone wants. Not the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. No, and, and, and here's 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 where I got really amped watching this game is that last drive for the Jags because it's Blake Bortles. It's not this is he's not much worse than Nick Foles. He's not much worse than Case Keenum. Case Keenum had a great season overall. He's not much worse than Case Keenum. He's not much worse than Nick Foles. He has a drive. He's down by four. He has to to march down the field. They have three timeouts left. He gets gets a short pass, but all of a sudden he gets a 29-yarder to D.D. Westbrook. They're now in field goal range. They need more than a field goal, yeah, but they're, they're in range. It. But this is where it fell apart is the sack, and then there was an incomplete pass, and then he fumbled, and he, they ended up getting it back. But now they're out of field goal range. They have to go for it on fourth. Blake Bortles, close. It was a great play on defense. Yeah, it was really it was just a Stephon great Gilmore play on that, defense, that just man. made that play. Um, but the fact that he's in that situation where the defender makes needs to make an incredible play, that they're not a good defense. That's, to me, a good sign that the Eagles have a shot. Or at the, at the time, it was either the Eagles or the Vikings have uh-huh. a shot. Because the Patriots aren't a good defense. They're not going to be in those situations all the time. Yeah, so looking they can, forward, they can be they can be in that game. Yeah, I absolutely. If there's one thing that didn't go my way this weekend after a, a blowout victory at home, it's that the Jaguars couldn't pull it out. Yeah, obviously, I would one thousand percent rather play the Jaguars. I, I would have much rather seen Blake Bortles. But in it's that not situation. just the it's not just the boogeyman of Belichick and the Brady and the Patriots. It's the styles. You know, styles make fights, and yeah. I was pretty adamant last week. How I was excited that the Vikings won and not the Saints. Mm-hmm. I We talked about it last week. I, I heard all the arguments about how great the Vikings' defense were. I was much more afraid of Breeze and the type of makeup that that team had picking apart the Eagles' defense. Yeah. And um, the Vikings and Jaguars are similarly built. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we could have done to the Vikings, to the Jaguars, exactly what we did today. Um, pressure Bortles, making like making look terrible and making a slightly overrated defense look bad. That's what I felt like would have happened had it been Eagles-Jaguars. But let's be real. This is Trump's America. There's no way the Jaguars are in the Super Bowl. No, It's always going to be the Patriots. It's their seventh (laughs) time trip with Brady and Belichick. I I was really excited 
for the idea of Blake Bortles because there was an interview in the past couple of weeks that came out. They asked Blake Bortles, what would you be doing if you weren't playing football? Direct quote, I don't know, probably working construction, <laughs> ripping cigs. Yeah, that's... Like, that's the best. I want him I want him in two weeks of interviews. He really is, like, he says he's not a natural thrower. Uh, he did this, like, weird, I don't know, some news site, but it was just this, like, woman who interviewed him who was clearly, like, flirting with him so hard <laughs> it was sort of like this cribs thing where she went through his house yeah and it's so awesome man yeah he is just a a, a funny dude like it's and he's really handled all the sort of mocking of him well. really well yeah like, like he really is okay with it man which is tough he's a young guy like you know it's like well lebron they say lebron james they people still say he sucks and if, if they're gonna say he sucks then what, what 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 hope do I have? Yeah, he's like, hard not to root for, and he was America's underdog today. I, I just imagine I I can't help but think all those fucking Patriot fans, all of you who are going to disappear in three years when Tom Brady retires and Belichick retires, all of you who are going to act like you were never a Patriots fan, you fucking bandwagon lukes. All of you would much rather hang out with Blake Bortles than you would Tom fucking Brady. I just love the word mook. It's like... They're all mooks. It's underrated. Um, it's not a slur from the best of my knowledge. Nope, it's not. I've Googled it. I've Multiple Googled times. it. It sounds like a slur. It should be. It sounds like it if we say mook for the rest of this podcast, we're going to get a blog about us. Yeah, they'll be like, these motherfucking... These, yeah. these, these white It dudes. rhymes with slurs. It does rhyme with slurs. But it's not a slur. Sure. It rhymes yeah. with two slurs that I can think of off the top of my head. Don't say them, but... <laughs> I don't know the second one. One for Koreans. One. I know that one. One for or Asians. One for African Americans. Oh yeah, no, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, Pook. Should we just yeah. in, in, let's just imply more slurs as the as Pook. the podcast goes on? Um, uh, one for a slur for ghosts. So you got a, you got a book running around. A book. <laughs> Rematch. Of, I'm gonna let that one slide. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I'm not. I don't do comedy anymore. It's not, <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's not my best. Um, yeah, you got to write bars. Yeah, um, I got to write bars. Bars over jokes. Um, but Super Bowl 39. Yeah. In, uh, rematch. Two weeks. Rematch of 04. I would a hundred percent. I would be shocked if Gronkowski's not back for this yeah. game. Um, I mean, I I just have weird things where I mean, I never thought paid, Tom Brady wasn't gonna play today. But what do you think the line is for the game? We were talking about it earlier. I think four and a half. Okay, I'm going to go, I think it's, I'm going to say six and a half, seven. I'd be surprised if it opened at less than a touchdown. Really? Yeah. I just think because of the injury to Brady and the injury to um To, to Gronk. Gronk uh, maybe they won't set a line until they know about Gronk. That's what I'm kind of, I'm looking it up right now. And do you think that the Eagles' uh, like margin of victory today will play into it? Will they overreact to the game? Because That's why I think it drops down to four and a half. Yeah, it's a statement, statement win. When you win by that much, yeah, because I think if the Vikings had won, even if like a two or four, point, like two to six point game, which I had money on, um, should have asked me. I would have told you not to do that. No, because I didn't. I didn't want to ask you any opinion because I knew you were going to be um, right hard. I, I would be correct. I knew you were going to be hard on your team. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't. I think it opens at less than a touchdown. I think four and a half. I we were talking about it earlier. I think four and a half to five and a half is a good bet. Um, you are. We are both wrong. Um, well, I'm actually more right than anything. Um, it is the general consensus is between five and a half and five. Okay, I was gonna say I'd be shocked if it was less than five. You said less than a touchdown. Yeah, and I was we like, haven't when recorded, you said, Mike. We no, haven't recorded. You saying back, less than a touchdown? Not backing down from that. But my next thing was when you said four and a half. I was I'd be shocked if it was less than five, conceding a couple points on your side. But that's just a consensus. We'll see what Vegas sets the line, and Gronk's injury is going to have an effect on that. Yeah, obviously this is going to adjust really hard. We don't know for sure what it's going to be. Um, next week we'll have fun um, and take a look at all the fun Super Bowl prep. Heads. Yeah, which because if you don't know this about about the Super Bowl. Um, where have you been hanging out? Because I want to go there just to be excluded from the world. I mean, you can bet on how long the, the national, national anthem. Yeah, you can the, bet on the color of the gator. Do players cry during the national anthem? Are players are players kneeling during the national anthem? Yeah, how many times certain people appear on the broadcast? How many Will times Trump certain tweet? people are mentioned? How many Trump tweets during it? Like last year, we had a lot of fun with this fucking it, it's Super Bowl. Just, it makes it fun. This year, I don't know. I might abstain because my heart will be. Thoroughly, I don't want to be thinking about. I want to lose money and have my team lose at the same yeah, time. My favorite is the coin toss because what if you if you know math at all? If you bet on the coin toss, you're just such a gambling addict. Because um, I don't know if you know the percentages for coin toss. Um, it's a. Uh, I want to say it's like forty nine fifty one. It's yeah. Close, Am I right in there? In the right in the right area. We'll see if ground plays. So that'll affect it uh, um, uh, because you know he's so f- <laughs> big and fat, or he might. 
He might pile drive the guy who's uh, flipping that coin. No, it's fifty fifty, but you have to pay a five percent vig. So y- you know you're basically betting fifty dollars to win forty five dollars on a fifty fifty bet. It's, it's and that's why it's, it makes it's it fun. fun. It's fun because it literally has no impact on the game. It's not like anyone can change the outcome. It's just whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Um, so first uh, Super Bowl I, for I Nick have, Foles. I do have one thing to bring up. So okay. early, there's a there's a sort service I use. Early line movement. Um, they are predict- predicting it will change. Um, they're saying it will go up. But right now, 63% of the tickets that have come in since the end of the Eagles game on next year, on next on two weeks from mm-hmm, now, the Super mm-hmm, Bowl, mm-hmm. 63% have been on the Eagles. Wow. 37, 37% have been on Tom Brady. The spread right now is 50-50 split. Here's the thing. Um, and the over-under is 57% on the over. I don't think that it's fun to bet on the Patriots. Making money is fun. Betting on the Patriots yeah. isn't fun. I think most, a lot of people, and they weren't wrong because the Jaguars covered, but a lot of people were calling the Jaguars to upset, and they had the game script to do so. Five of six on the NFL Network had th- the Jaguars to to upset the game. Wow. Five of six. No, that's really something. Yeah. Uh, they had the Patriots to lose last week, too. Tony Romo did. Yeah. Some, really something. But that's more I just think Romo. it's not fun. Like, no, I think America's pretty done with the Patriots. We are, because they also represent a lot more bullshit. Right. Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Trump are all best of friends. Yeah. Um, Even though Tom Brady didn't go to the Super Bowl or the White House to meet him. But if, if Steph Curry doesn't go, he's uninvited. I think because Tom Brady has to live in that locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I think he knows. It's 70% African Americans. And, and he's uh, 80% avocado. Keeping him forgetting so he's Yeah, Ben had a good joke today. It was like, Jaguars, we're going to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, hold my 300 ounces of daily prescribed water. Uh, <laughs> I have some good ones, but I'm not going to retweet myself on, uh, a, on, a, on a podcast. Thank you. Uh, I, I mean, we'll go into more detail next week. My 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 general consensus right now is kind of what Mike was saying. Your self-consensus? Yeah. My self-generalized consensus is sort of what Mike was saying. Is they, they have the defense to do it. I mean, they have somebody who can, who can kind of shadow Gronk. Then it boils down to... Amendola, who out of those other receivers is the only one right now that Brady trusts. He doesn't trust Brandon Cooks. He doesn't trust uh, Chris Hogan's Hogan. kind of coming back from injury. Yeah, but he doesn't trust them the same way he did Amendola yeah. or he did Julian Edelman. You know, Brady gets that uh, like fourth connection with these guys. He right does. He fo- yeah. He yeah. and and randomly like he shows up in their hut when they're when they're hanging out with Luke and they're like, "Can you please put on a shirt, Tom?" And uh, it's <laughs> and just they, a whole thing. They milk an alien together. Yeah, and they're drinking green milk. Uh, so it's Foles' first Super Bowl, Doug yeah. Peterson's first Super Bowl, Brady and Belichick. I think it's their second. No, I'm kidding. It's like uh, their f- I think it's their first. <laughs> They've been to seven. So the experience, I feel like, obviously, we'll see how that. Everybody plays different on that field, the Super Bowl field. Yeah, um, it's a lot. There's a lot of time. There's way longer halftime. Way more pregame ceremonies. You can't get yourself too amped. It's a rhythm that forever, they're right? familiar with that the Eagles are not. Yeah. So for by and large, um, where it counts. I mean. Coaching quarterback is where you want your experience yeah. the most. It, it counts all across the field. But And two of those guys have the most ever. It's a lot of experience for, the, for, for a combo coach QB. It's pretty incredible that we were this Eagles team of 55, entirely 53, plus everyone else. Everyone in the organization from top to bottom, with the exception of the owner, is different, and it's still the same two guys. It's still the same two fucking morons, man. It's so um, weird to me. That was my freshman year of college. Jeez. I watched that game and then took a long walk along the intercoastal uh, in, <laughs> in <laughs> Gulf. That was uh, 2004? In Florida, yeah. And, I was uh, a freshman in high school. Someone no, saw my a, Eagles I was shirt an eighth grader. And taunted at me from a balcony like, you guys lost or something. Someone I didn't know. And <laughs> oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. yeah. You were so angry. <laughs> I was so mad. Now you know how the Vikings fans felt walking into the stadium today. Yeah. And um, also walking out. I feel bad for them. I'm pretty sure they well, would. Well, if they didn't want to get beer cans thrown at them, they should have made got the number one seed. That's <laughs> what you play the regular season That's, for. And uh, then your own team can throw this, that fucking skull chant at them. Not to get, not to get beer cans thrown at you. That's what Do it's you think home field played a lot into it? Because they did show a stat Definitely. that zero and eleven, their uh, dome teams in the NFC Championship game are zero and eleven. A factor, yeah. yeah. I feel like there was no one factor that that swung it today when you win by thirty one. Yeah, but hundred percent, yeah. And the 
Vikings defense, home and road splits. They're way better at home yes. than they are on the road. Eagles right? defense. I mean, yeah, it's an advantage, and it played out as one today for sure. Yeah. Um. um do you want to – how much – I don't know what time we're at. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. I don't know how to look. 15 to 17 completions right, right for Bortles? Right around 40. For 200? <laughs> right around 40 minutes. Are um, we really? Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up um, with uh, a quick – let's do five minutes of basketball. Boop, 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 boop. Basketball. Um, you know I want to talk about Joel Embiid making his first I'm really excited starting for him, team. man. And yeah. also, and then them asking him if he's going to go after Rihanna again. Yeah, because Because Rihanna said, told him she would only date him if he was an all-star. Yeah, years ago. Years. When he wasn't even playing. Years ago. And now Joel played perfectly. Um, she didn't want me then, you know. Yeah. He's Marilyn Monroe. It was adorable. He didn't want him at his worst. I was like, good for you. She doesn't get him at his best. Yeah, he's like every 19-year-old girl posting fucking Marilyn Monroe quotes Um, on their Facebook. So we've talked about Philly sports too much, but Sixers up to the sixth seed. Uh, A hot start. Uh, a hot stretch for them. They're doing really good right now. A pretty volatile week in basketball. Rockets Warriors I watched last night. Great game. I won money on it. Yes, twenty two percent of twenty two percent of bets were placed on the Rockets. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. The Rockets are now seventeen and zero when Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella play together. Yeah, and um, they're also zero and one in games where James Harden, Clint Capella, and Chris Paul sneak into a locker room <laughs> by using Clint Capella to distract the team. Yeah, in the front door. still suspended from that incident. Fucking Austin Trevor Rivers and Daryl Green were both out for this game because of that. Did you did you when you went to elementary school and middle school? Did you ever have a class with somebody's uh, like a, a teacher whose kid was in the class? Yes, that's what that felt like to me. Well, Austin because that Rivers, kid never. I've had I had the both ends of the spectrum where the parent was super strict on their own kid, and uh-huh. where the parent was not like their kid could do whatever the fuck they want. It's just that's what it good. felt like to me. It makes you hate the kid. No I like what. I. So I'm watching Austin Rivers. I'm like, fucking shut up, dude. Like, well, here's the thing. Actually, Ramona Shelburne had a great article on ESPN this week. Uh, about that, about Austin Rivers has heard it all, basically. And it really, Austin Rivers gave some great quotes, and it really made me like him better for it. He's very self-aware. He understands why people feel that way, and um, he's just chosen to play through it to to do what he can. I mean, doesn't make him not a punk when he interacts with people. Yeah. But, um, it's like you have a boot on, bitch. I think he gets a little bit more gruff from people, you know, coming from money. and Understandable. Um, the fact that you can always say the only reason you have your job is because you're dead. When he was healthy, he was their second best player uh, mm. at the time because Blake there Griffin was still out. Okay. But what, that's a, that. another great story from the last few weeks is the Clippers, eight of the last ten, They've dealt with so many injuries. DeAndre Jordan missed the first game of his career, games of his career this week. Um, Blake being out, Tay Dosich being out, uh, Beverly's out, uh, Gallinari's out, Austin Rivers is out. It's crazy. They're they're playing G League guys, and Doc Rivers has those guys playing well. Lou Williams, I saw that game a couple weeks ago when he went for 50. It was yeah. amazing to watch. Um, Blake's back. That team's fun. They're so much more fun this version of the Clippers than they were with Blake and DeAndre Jordan and uh, obviously stuff with Chris Paul basically where they were clearly just grinding something out to make it work. And yeah. and they, they were able to get themselves. They didn't, they yeah. didn't like each other, and that was clear from that Clippers Rockers game. That is definitely put, clear. Yeah. And in, in the Rockets, or sorry, the Clippers did a, did a ceremony for Chris Paul and the Clippers are on this weird run, but they're now in playoff contention. I mean, they were really bad. Like there was talks of them blowing it up. Yeah, they were the actively season. shopping to Andre Jordan not uh, too long ago. And and now, I mean, do they have anything to make a playoff run? Fuck no. They're not beating the Spurs. They're not beating oh, Minnesota. Can, they're not beating the Rockets. They're uh, not beating Golden State. I, they'll make the playoffs. I feel like with getting all these guys back. But uh, yeah, they're not gonna. Um, no. They could be feisty, though. They could be a really fun matchup. I'll tell you this. If they get most of their team back, they could win they could win a playoff series if everything yeah. goes right. But they're going to they're not getting above the fifth seed. The thing is they're I, not getting to a fifth seed. So really they're gonna have to go up against Houston, Golden State, or Seattle or sorry, San Antonio. The bottom I the bottom half of the West is pretty weak. And you could say that I don't think it's out of the question they get a fifth seed. With the way they're playing, and they're not far behind the Thunder, it's. Uh, I'm not guaranteed. I'm not. I'm not convinced that the Timberwolves are going to stay this hot. 
Um, it's really no. It's the T Wolves will drop to fourth. It's the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Spurs that you don't want to play. So if they can avoid those matchups, they're good. The Thunder, but you're never going to avoid those teams. It, to make it anywhere in this team, you have to you have to go through those three those three teams. Right, but I feel like they could win a playoff series. But right now they're just fun. I feel like the Thunder, super inconsistent. We talked about them a couple weeks ago, but uh, one forty eight. They put up one forty eight on the Cavs. Yeah. So weird, Who man. just don't play Jesus. defense. They give up no. 43 in the first quarter. They bring Isaiah back, and, and finally he gets there, and he's he's not a defender. Derrick Rose is back. Nice to see. Yeah, but shout out D-Rose. He can't defend. Nobody can defend. And even uh, if and even if they go out, because there were talks that they were looking to shop for DeAndre Jordan, because they, cause they have to shop that pick. Yeah, the, yeah, the Cavs were rumored for both DeAndre Jordan and Rodney Hood, who the Jazz are now making available. I heard, also I keep hearing Boogie Cousins. Boogie is just that's contingent on the Pelicans selling, and right now I still don't think they they're not in selling mode right now. They're, they will. They're, they're still holding on to that playoff spot. I think they're we have a bet on right that now. whether they make it or not. Did I bet for it? You bet against, against it. it. You you were a Pelicans believer. Uh, we can go back. That's I'm 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 not doubting it. I, that sounds like something I'm very prone to being rash with my decision yeah. making abilities. I just think and Anthony Davis absolutely went off this week two forty five plus point games. They're they're so good when he's on the court, and now they're he's, at he's this incredible. weird. He dragged the, two years ago. Is, we're getting to the point where we're getting the Anthony Davis we thought we were going to get. That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah, and and I see Giannis, I see LeBron, but when LeBron's gone and KD is slightly older. It's Anthony Davis's league. It's one. going to be. It's going to be between him and Giannis. Yeah, but and Kristaps. Anthony Davis can hurt you from anywhere. Right now, Dude, his three Davis can better. shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. and he can def- defend better. Um, and, but we're we're getting this um, we're getting this this change for New Orleans where they're so much better when Anthony's on the court. But but Drew Holiday is playing well. But they're, they're, but, they're supporting Cassis. But when well. Boogie Cousins is on the court and Davis isn't, now they're at a positive. Percentage like now they're in the positive. Yeah, those off court numbers have huge. come around, and that's that, huge. And though, that's why dude. you got to be careful with the the sample size there, because there's a lot of noise in those numbers. Everyone's saying that they're they're bad with Cousins on the floor and, and Davis off. They were a small sample size. A lot of times it's the rotations around Cousins. Yeah. Um, if you're anchoring a bench unit, but like you said, Holiday's playing way better. Yeah, it's yeah. it's they're a fun team. They're kind of like a they can team. Be tough in the playoffs, dude. League pass was free this week, and I watched. Yeah, it my, was definitely <laughs> free this week. I took way advantage. Watched my fair share of Pelicans games this week alongside the Sixers, and yeah, that's what's going on in the NBA. It's uh, about to be All Star Weekend, and after uh, back and forth about will. The draft be televised because now the All Star captains are set. It's LeBron and Steph. I keep hearing it's not going to be televised. It's not. Adam Silver they, came out. And said they do no. not want to hurt people's feelings. He's Adam Silver is a players commissioner. Yeah, and he did, maybe players. eventually this evolves, but right now, uh, it's the first iteration of he's this. He's going to protect the players, and yeah, it could be. Everybody wants to see it. Would it be that? I great? would be entertained. By, like I would watch it at my desk. At so work. if it was on, if they put it on at like two p.m., LeBron Pacific has the time. first pick because he has the most votes. Yeah, who does he pick? Who do you pick if you're LeBron? If you're LeBron, I mean, you go. It'd be I. It'd be awesome if you went Kyrie. Funny to pick Kyrie, right? It'd be awesome if you pick Kyrie. Part of me thinks he's gonna go KD. I think you got to pick KD. You got to go. KD. I think they respect each other ultimately. Yeah. And KD is he's the next best player. Yeah. Uh, right now, it'd be it'd be great if you pick Kyrie. Um. um it, yeah. It could be could be Anthony Davis. Could be Giannis. It could be Joel. That could be interesting. It could be Embiid, dude. Like, hey, well, he's played against all you motherfuckers. You can't guard him when he plays well. I think that Embiid would be the last one chosen. I do think. I, yeah, I, think, I think. I think the players. Embiid did not win the player vote. I think Embiid's uh, trash talking. I think it's kind of kind of wearing on him. Real Here's quick. what uh, superstar NBA millionaire athletes don't enjoy: uh, being made to look dumb. Yeah, and he when he gets you in his trash talking thing and, and makes fun of you. He's got the game to back it up, and yeah. he's got the jokes and the social media presence. They don't enjoy being embarrassed. No, um, unless you're Draymond Green. Draymond Green yeah. totally thought it was funny. It'll come around because it was nice after Embiid and Drummond uh, got into it a couple times this season. Drummond tweeted out, like, way to go, making the All-Star team. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's all in fun. but I, uh, And I think they get it, and I think that that's... Part well, of maybe it. that's the reason they, they take Embiid first. They don't want him... That's, well, yeah. And they don't want him talking shit, but also it's just... 
kind of what you said is he he knows to keep this persona up. You have to back it up. You can't just talk shit because otherwise you're just talking shit into a void. If you can back it up, that's why I think these guys want to be the one to stop him. If he talks shit on Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond wants to go twenty twenty on him. Mm-hmm. It's but good for he, the league. Yeah, it's, it's definitely entertaining. Um, I think it'd be funny if LeBron put Kyrie. That's my my dream scenario. Is LeBron picks Kyrie. It, and then trades him, and then <laughs> trades him immediately. Although they can't make trades, trades him immediately for Isaiah Thomas. That would be funny if you could trade. Um, Fuck, that would be hilarious. He's like, I would like to draft Kyrie, and I, then mean, I would like to trade Kyrie LeBron for, uh, for Brooklyn's first. The most experienced being a GM, so he'd probably he'd be <laughs> pretty good at it. I mean, and also this could be a chance if he just he's like a player coach. And he'd be um, like, "Fuck Tyron." Lue. Speaking of being a player coach and Tyron Lue, David Black came out yesterday and said uh, he was coaching in the Turkish. All-Star game? Yes. Yes. So that's where David Blatt's at in his career. Yes. Um, Love it. He's all, he's really close to being able to coach them Ball brothers. Told a reporter, <laughs> yeah, if he works hard. Told, told a reporter, um, I just hope we don't give as many points up as the Cavs did last night, the, one, the 148. <laughs> um, fun fact, his team gave up 151 and lost. Did they really? Um, it's Fucking an All-Star game. Awesome, dude. And it doesn't matter, but that is still hilarious. Um, um, can I... Uh, God, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> no. So dope. Um, this is not going to be as funny, but uh, oh, well, it's about cancer. Sure. No, um, <laughs> okay. it's about it's about disease, guys. Suicide's a real thing. Um, no, can we talk about the fucking train wreck in L.A.? Um, the Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, Luke Walton. Sure. I, yeah. I feel like that's last week's news. I mean, we haven't talked about it. Okay. We're, Wait, at, we're but at 50 I, minutes. You want to save it? Yeah. LeVar didn't play yesterday or today. Le, LeVar, they, well, LeVar doesn't play. I mean, LeVar, so LeVar, never LeVar, plays. LeVar plays with your mind. No. Well, I mean, Lonzo I just want, I just want to talk about I, I, it's only going to take me a couple of minutes. Okay. I just want to talk about how fucking if Luke Walton's not your guy, fucking say he's not your guy. That but don't is the, don't dude. wait until it fucking spirals out of control and then have Jeannie Buss tweet oh, that's Luke Walton's our guy. Yeah. That's all she did. Fucking um, own up to your bullshit. I agree with that. Magic didn't do much. No. And I wonder the only player that said anything was, was fucking Kuzma. Kuzma. And I wonder if that's because, honestly, I don't know how great Luke Walton's been as a coach now. No, he hasn't it's not the, grass, the best personnel. It's I'm, not a great situation. I think situation. Luke Walton will be a great coach because I think he's just really good. Yeah, uh, with players. The fact is, is that he got Kuzma. He made, he orchestrated that he wanted Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma is better than anything Lonzo Ball has done at all this yeah, season. Yeah, he's had a better year, and um, and Kyle Kuzma understands that. But they're not a good team. No, they're not, and it's not his. Although fault. they have made a little mini run since, but that. it's not his fault. He's not a good team. No. It's not his fault. Markel Fultz is R.I.P. Still two weeks Mark. away from being two weeks away, but it's looking like he's going to come back in the next few weeks. Now we've been saying that all year, but if he comes back and he just fucking goes off, Embiid says putting up twenty-five a game. If you look at him play, Embiid was saying the way he plays, he doesn't think he needs a jump shot. No, that's wrong ben for Simmons. for point guards. Yeah, well, we certainly don't need two guys. We need guys who can shoot. But we took him because he can shoot. I do think that there. Ha- Brett Brown said. That there's no way this happens without something. It's the physical and the mental are tied together. It's mm. it's a it's a circle, cycle, whatever. Time is a flat a circle. circle, and that's it's a wrinkle in time. It's yeah. Starring Chris Shout out to Oprah. Starring um, Chris Pine. <laughs> starring and Oprah um, <laughs> and Mindy Kaling. The, it's just that uh, Reese Witherspoon. Also, that's gonna do it for poor sports. <laughs> no, go on. Sorry, no, go on. Sorry, I was cutting you off. Who cares? We've done enough Philly sports. It's a fun time to end it. I was just remembering all the people in. I know you're on a roll, and I, yeah. I love stopping you when you're on yeah. a roll. Zach Galifianakis, um, just like Madden or fantasy also. football, you know. <laughs> oh man, god damn it! All right, guys, it's been, <laughs> fun. It's been fun. I'm See? looking for a new podcast. Um. <laughs> That's gonna do it for episode one forty one point four four. Yeah. Um, Eagles, Patriots, and the Super Bowl. Go yeah. Birds. Deuce. It's daily. <laughs>